The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, and get 100. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. How's it going, everybody? You know, give the show a follow, give it a like, review it, subscribe, do all that stuff, turn on your notifications, uh, because you never know when I'm going to have exciting guests like this one. Joining me from uh, a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. The disembodied head of Josh Rodriguez. I'm just kidding. He's got his entire body, but he's got like a black on black like background thing going right now, and he just looks like a head talking to me in space. Yeah, I uh, was freezing, so I tossed on a nice uh, black Goose Island hoodie here that I paid entirely too much money for yeah. when I was extremely drunk at the brewery. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really actually think that like breweries and distilleries, they really know what they're doing with this overpriced merch because just like you get a couple of high gravity beers in you yeah and you just start buying shit um I, last time we, we went to goose island um i i believe our tab was like five hundred dollars with Jesus all the merch and beer Christ. and stuff we bought that's ridiculous and, and this was at the guy the <laughs> the funniest part was the guy's like the guy comes up to me and he goes I'm gonna give you the the tour discount. And I'm like, what? And so like I would like I was like like how much how much could we have possibly and yeah, he gave us like twenty percent off and it was still after I tipped the guy pretty well. But like I said, I was feeling really good. I bought wow. my wife a hoodie, I bought myself a hoodie, I bought my my thing we bought my friend a hoodie, like yeah. buying t shirts, buying beer, like it was just it was absolute madness. You don't um, want to brag, then, uh, but you watch T V every night from like a uh goose island pool inflatable uh yeah i mean basically um this just but, you just have a gigantic inflatable goose that you that you ride upon its back uh as you watch game of thrones yeah and uh it's funny because i you know we talked about this on uh on the podcast you recorded with me but basically i repeated that uh that same thing when we did this winery winery tours and distillery tours in uh in michigan we uh we bought a lot yeah. of booze so what was the ta- name of the town? New Buffalo. Uh, New Buffalo is the area we normally go to, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's New Buffalo, Saint Saint Joe's, that area, Harbor I, Country, I, they call it. Yeah, it, the same thing happened as my podcast with Matthew DeSantis the other day, where he said like one thing, and then my mind started wondering, and I just completely lost track of what you guys were saying. Uh, so you were talking about New Buffalo, and the whole time all I could do was sit here and think, but what happened to the old Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh yeah, that's how you know that you've got a high quality uh host working with you if he just zones out and goes on his little mini uh little mini tangents. Are you excited about the rebel? Uh you know I'm excited because I see a favorite in the race that I don't like. So anytime I see that, uh you know I'm I'm usually pretty excited. So uh and I don't know looking at this uh, this late pick five, um there's a lot of stuff there that. 
I thought there's a lot of lot of different ways you can attack it. There were a lot of favorites, uh, or there were a couple of favorites I thought were a little vulnerable. So um, yeah, so I, I I'm excited. Uh, I think it looks like a good betting opportunity. Unfortunately, I am not. I have not been doing well at Oaklawn. Um, my best track actually to start the year out has been Santa Anita. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, apparently Santa Anita is just done this weekend. They're just like, nah, son, like, oh, yeah. snow. It might snow. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> that's a wrap. It is a wrap. They yeah. freak out with like a couple inches of rain. Uh, you know, it's funny because you can watch the the guys who, who like are posted up out there on TVG. Like, the sheer nerves that they have on, say, like it's going to rain on like a Saturday. On a Friday, you can really see them like starting to get like skittish and stuff. Like, you can really see them starting to crack. Wondering if they've got enough food stowed away to handle the quarter inch of fucking rain they're gonna get. Yeah. So funny story. My my mom uh, went down to Dallas for a week and a half, two weeks or so. Um, couple, this was a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, just for fun in the Big D. Yeah, she was down there uh, down there visiting uh, with some uh, some family and just uh, you know trying to get out of the cold. And apparently she brought the cold with her because they got hit with a cold front, a frost, and a little bit of, like, snow. Yeah. And she just said, she's like, everything shut down. Not like, equipped just, to handle it. It just, everything stopped. She was like, I hated it. She's like, I had to stick, I had to stay inside because nobody could drive. <laughs> and she's like, this wouldn't, like, she's like, you know, come living in Chicago her entire, almost her entire life, she's like, this is this was this is not a problem like like no you can drive in this weather but like they just they just don't have like salt they don't have equipment to like move remove snow it's just like she said the entire city stopped she was miserable she was stuck inside uh and uh so she has decided that houston is much nicer than dallas uh that is a that is the definitive mama rodriguez ranking um so congratulations to houston on beating yeah. uh, beating out Dallas there in the in the city L- rankings. Listen, man, I'll tell you, like when it comes to uh, when it comes to like the freezing stuff and like driving on that stuff, like the people here, ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. Like we we can't figure that out. I'm I'm not above the fray either. Like I'm just I lose my mind too. It's just like ah, it's falling from the sky. What do I do? Start hoarding gas and eggs. Look, I don't want to alienate too much of your audience here, right? But, dude, Texas, you guys have those humongous trucks. Are, they just, yeah. are those wheels just for show? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, really? You got to stop everything. All those damn four-wheelers. Like, come on. Give me a freaking break. Yeah. No, what they don't tell you is, like, those huge trucks really don't do any better on ice with four-wheel drive. It's just they they're still... They still slide all over the place. Ugh, Texas. That's enough Texas talk. We're going to take a break here at the Notorious OTB. When I get back with Josh, we're going to be talking Rebel Stakes Day, the late pick five. That's right. I wasn't going to get out of town to Vegas without talking about the Rebel Stakes. We'll be right back with more Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Well, sign up today 
you receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 in limited estate availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All I have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. And present the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Let's get to it. We're talking the Rebel Stakes Day, the late pick five. That's this Saturday, the 25th of February. 2023 year of our lord starts race eight post time 436 eastern 336 god's time guys just be aware weather will be a factor this will be at best a muddy track more than likely uh and i don't know about you josh did you play the weather into it and just try to bake into a bias and maybe make a bias into it and try to play it that way because that's certainly what i did like i i was looking at uh rail saving trips I don't care if it's early speed. I don't care if it's a horse coming from off the pace. I think that's who's going to be winning these races. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, most of the time when I handicap, I always I, I mean, unless it's unless it's day of, and I I one hundred percent know what the weather is going to be like. I just assume fast, um, and then in the back of my head, I kind of keep my plays in. I'm like, all right, if if this comes off. Um, it, it, I kind of almost attack it the same way as you would do uh, with like AEs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, if this if this horse draws in, you know, you got you you kind of have to change your plan. So sure, I try sure. To, I try to stay pretty uh, pretty nimble. Um, most of the time when uh, and I do this all the time when we cover sequences uh, on on our podcast, my stuff is that like the, I I might say something on Tuesday or Wednesday or, or a couple days before a sequence, and literally day of. Two horses scratch changes the com- complete complexion of the race, and and you kind of got to you know kind of got to zig and zag a little bit. So, generally, I just go ahead and and handicap for for fast, um, you know, I and just and I kind of just put those muddy you know those mud influences and, and things like that kind of in the back of my head. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's make a little bit of jazz. Are you aware of the music known as jazz? Race eight, six furlongs, a fifty thousand dollar N two X optional claimer. Uh, there's a horse here, early speed, draw on the rail. Uh, looks like a bit of an off track specialist, winning two straight in the Oaklawn Mud from an inside draw. Uh, but Josh is gonna make so much fun of me, like as soon as I mention its name. So I'm gonna let him get uh, his uh, picks for this race out of the way, then get a breather as I explain who who I like, and then he can come back with his rebuttal. I've, I've, you know, when I looked at this race, I really just had to stop and thank God for for just giving me this horse in this race and and this platform to talk about <laughs> talk about this horse. But I did not pick this horse, so I will I will wait to uh, we'll give the background and, and stuff uh, a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I I actually landed on uh, a couple of horses. On the out or a little bit further on the outside, um, I landed on the five and six in this spot. Obviously, the six Bankster, uh, I believe, is going to be your second choice here, five to two on the morning line. Um, you know, I, I, this horse has won uh, or, or has run well compared to the rest of the field here. 
uh, on the mud. Um, but what, at least on the Brisnet, uh, Brisnet scale that I kind of looked at, this seems to be a horse that at least is coming into this race kind of on the improve. When you kind of look at this race, you see a lot of horses that are kind of off form, um, you know, may, may, may have bounced a little bit. Uh, or, or yeah, or, or just like I said, completely off form, not just not in the same um, same realm as some of these other horses. So I, I think the six is is definitely a a big contender in this spot. Uh, and you know, you you did mention that there there is going to be some weather. Uh, this horse does have some nice uh, figures in in the off going, um, but the other horse that just ends inside the five. Uh, improbable journey, uh, Larry Jones and, and Gabe Saez, uh, you know, link up for this one. And, um, yeah, you know, this horse is, is dropping in class from, uh, from an allowance N3L, you know, coming down into an optional claimer, uh, you know, has been running at this distance and, you know, once again, talking about your off going, um, I think that this is definitely a horse. If the, the going does show up as off that. Is definitely going to be a player in here. Uh, I'm probably this horse's best race ever run was run six furlongs in the slop here at Oakland. What a nice an N1X allowance here. So I think the five at 12 to one is definitely a uh, a big player in this spot. Um, if you look on time form, uh, which is an, which is another product I use occasionally, um, the fives actually got the the best fig last out. Um, it, Brisnet doesn't really agree with that, but, uh, you know, um, who am I to, uh, to judge, uh, the, uh, the time form people here. Um, so five at 12 to one, I think is going to be a good play. Um, obviously I'm going to use the six as well. Um, and I might use a little bit of, uh, another horse in here, the three, uh, senior Joe beam. Um, this is another horse. Uh, this is horses shipping in from aqueduct. This horse is kind of just. I don't know. They they just ship this horse everywhere. This horse has been getting claimed, switching trainers, running on all kinds of surfaces. Um, but that last race at Aqueduct actually looks pretty good. And I know he is coming up in class, but David Jacobson, uh, 22% when shipping. Uh, second start with trainers, 33%. Second off the layoff, 30%. So this is definitely a plus move for, uh, for Mr. Jacobson here. So I thought the three uh, would be interesting as kind of a B-type horse in this spot, uh, but most of my plays are going to go through the five and the six. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Okay. Uh, to build... Yeah, to build suspense, uh, I'm going to start from the outside and move in. Uh, I like the number two, no shirt, no shoes, can win from off the pace. I have it as projected, you know, getting a pretty good little rail path trip. Uh, it has three wins off the off tracks. Uh, I'm only using one other horse here. <sighs> two to one, the number one. I can see Josh already smiling. Flapjack. Let's I don't. Go. I thought about singling Flapjack. I thought about singling Flapjack, but I do not trust Flapjack. Uh, also, because I just feel like the you know that the Flapjack could end up a little bit pace compromised here, and you know there are a couple of off pace horses getting that real trip that I wanted to include. So, but I managed to trim it to Flapjack and no shirt. 
no shoes. Now, do we want to talk about the saga of Dude, I Flapjack? Love this. This is, you know what? Never in my wildest dreams did I think that you would not only would Flapjack be in a race that we cover on a podcast, yeah, but that you would be on Flapjack because now I can just take this snippet and I can just use it every time this horse comes up because yeah. Chase for what seemed to have been about two and a half to three years you were falsely attributed to liking flapjack in the race yeah. here at oaklawn park yeah it was um and it hurt it hurt you know i mean i mean i've pissed you off a couple times i mean yeah, for sure we we've had we've had our, our moments but yeah one of the one of the few times i think that most of the time it's warranted when you get pissed off right right but I don't know what it is about this flapjack meme, but at some point it just set you off. You were tired. You were tired of the flapjack slander. That, I that was. You, that you were the one that liked flapjack. And it actually led me to go back and have to listen to like all of our podcasts and all of our stuff to try and figure out who it was who actually liked flapjack. Because I was for certain it was you. Caleb thought it was you every single stream flapjack was on it's like oh here's chase's horse flapjack and you would just I get visibly fucking, annoyed yeah oh I, you hated it so much i i, I hate I, it made me so mad because i have enough of my own bad takes that i don't need to eat someone else's bad takes and i'll tell you what i remember was that mark was was the ringleader he was like the biggest of the flapjack truthers that was trying to push you know a false narrative flapjack onto me and uh now that we have it like in his voice in that recording i'm pretty i'm pretty happy to be vindicated with that all being said let me use the one flapjack and the two in race eight on saturday rebel day let's move on to race nine race nine another six furlong fifty thousand dollar in 2x optional claimer uh, i i'm literally going to be throwing what i think the path bias might be at this race I, I don't know if pace will be a factor, if the pace will be honest, but I feel like a pretty, I feel pretty good about just throwing these rail trips at it. So that's kind of my strategy. What's your strategy going to be? Who are you going with here, Josh? Um, so I landed on the single A in the spot, and uh, is definitely not on the inside. Uh, it, it's very much the opposite. Uh, it's in the nine hole. Life is hard uh, here for uh, James DeVito and uh, Francisco Arrieta. Um, I, I just thought that last race was really good. Uh, you know, was a was a pretty hot pace. He sat just off of it, just came up just a little bit short uh, and uh, gets a humongous jock upgrade from uh, Tyler Bays to Francisco Arrieta. Um, and I mean, we, we talked about the possibility of weather and money's in the mud at Oak Lawn. I mean, that's just I don't know. That, that sounds like money printing to me. Yeah. So um, I, I, I landed on the nine life is hard as a, as kind of a lone a the other horse I was interested in uh, was just to the outside, which is the 10-4 left for Chris Hartman and Nick Juarez. Um, you know, this was uh, this is another one I think that, that might be a little dressed up, or not dressed up, but just looks a little bit better on uh, on time form uh, than he does on uh, on Brisnet. Um, You know, that last race was a 113. I'm guessing that probably, like, a 115 to 120 somewhere in that range is probably the winning figure out of this race um and there's only a couple other horses that have have run that so um yeah i, I you know i i think that the uh the tens in here with a bit of a shot 
it's going to be a little bit murky with, like I said, being out all the way outside. You know, what's the pace going to look like? Um, you know, is he going to get the lead? Is he going to sit just off? And I mean, that last race, the figure was pretty good, but he kind of just ran an even second, you know, didn't win as the favorite. Um, but I feel like you're getting the right price. You're getting 10 to 1. Um, so I have the 10 as a B, and I have the 9 as my lone A. So it's the recurring theme. I'm taking the most inwardly drawn speed here, and then I'm taking the other horses I think are going to be sitting the rail trips behind it. So let's start off with the horse that I think is going to be sitting probably right behind nipping at the heels of the early pace here, and that's the one way akin at 8-1. to one. Uh, Really like the horse to have first run. Uh, and if it doesn't get right up there in first run, still be sitting a pretty good little pocket chip trip. The next one is the two Golden Horn at four to four to one. This probably should hit the rail on the lead uh, from the two hole. And if the track is moving the speed up, or, you know, early speed up on it, uh, then then I think it's probably the wire candidate. And then I like the three chasing time at twelve to one should be sitting pretty much either right behind Wayakin, right with Wayakin. Or might beat Wayakin for the pocket trip, but I think for you know me playing the path bias, chasing time makes a lot of sense. And I'm tossing the favorite Osborne completely here because uh, I think that the horse just kind of maybe you know puts up a big effort first off of the layoff, and then it kind of takes the starch out of it a little bit, and it seems to uh, usually kind of regress in the second start off the layoff. So I, I took the uh, the four completely out. Uh, let me jump in again real quick here. Um, so I do have a brand to uphold. Um, so I believe I do have to use the two uh, because, uh, you know, Larry Ravelli is love. Larry Ravelli is life. So um, I feel like I'm going to have to uh, to to use the two here in this spot. Um, but, yeah, I you know, with the four, one thing, you know, the horse is four. Um, and to see that big of a jump first race at four going six furlongs i'm a little skeptical uh you know time time form really time form has that as basically like an 18 point jump which is just humongous from his last uh, effort and is a top by about 13 points um so i i'm just very very skeptical of that number on the four um if the four comes and beats me at a short price based off of that huge fig last time out i mean it is what it is, but I, I'm looking at it very skeptically and thinking that, I don't know, maybe it's probably 10 points too fast on uh, on the uh, the time form scale. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a good spot to kind of kind of zag, and, and this is, I think, a favorite that can definitely be beaten. Have we been on the same horse yet? No. What, so i got to sit here and eat dessert alone like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg? I get, yeah, I mean, what do you want me to do? All right, moving on. Race eight, Kentucky Oaks prep points on the line. Eight and a half furlongs at $300,000. It's Oaklawn Classic, Honeybee Stakes. The grade three. In uh, the push for the lead here, I could see the favorite, Grand Love, being hung wide in the middle of the track. And so I'm in the mood to fade a favorite once again. And then uh, I'm going to be super predictable once again and lean into the rail trips. So how'd you play it? Yeah, so I used the one and the three as Bs in this spot. Um, yeah, I don't know. The three, I mean, obviously looks like a very classy horse. Is coming in here uh, with some nice, uh, you know, uh, you know, ran. I mean, ran sixth in the the BC uh, Juvenile Phillies, but 
you know, ran a nice third there at the Pocahontas and is coming back here off of decent layoff. But how many times have we seen these, you know, these fillies kind of not really move forward? I don't really think that this horse needs to move forward uh, to win this race um, compared to what some of these other horses have run. Um, so, you know, if, if this was my podcast, uh, I would probably put the defensive B alert on myself on this three grand love. Um, the one, uh, I think that last race in the mud uh, puts puts her just square into this is going to be, I think, a pace uh, – uh, is probably going to be the pace setter here, you know, coming from from sprinting uh, and and setting some nice uh, some some decent pace figs up front um, and doing it in the mud. So once again, if we're looking at the off going, I think that the the one is definitely going to be a player in here. And twenty to one, I think is is definitely a price that I will take a shot with um, on the front end. However, you know, I'm not really sure if uh, there's going to be a little too much speed in this race. Um, so my top pick, actually, in my lone A, is going to be the seven uh, wet paint here for uh, Brad Cox and uh, the just the worst jockey in the entire world uh, currently, Flavian Pratt. Um, I, I mean, my hate for Flavian Pratt has no, uh, no bounds. Um, but I think that uh, there's a chance that this sets up for uh for wet paint in this spot uh you know closed into a kind of slow pace last time and i believe with the the prep for this race um i forgot what the the stakes race is but um you know one one a nice race here uh over with over a couple of the horses that are already in this uh this field um and i think that this horse is going to get even more pace to kind of run into so i i just think that this is going to set up similar to the last race it was a wet what fast track um uh blame doesn't mind the uh the mud so i think the seven is is a pretty um a pretty overwhelming uh first choice for me finally we end up on the same horse look at us hey look at us look at us huh? who would have thought not me so uh, I ended up three deep. The the one effortlessly elegant, like you mentioned, twenty to one. Twenty to one definitely want to have on my ticket. I, what I like about effortlessly elegant and, and also about verifying in the rebel is that uh, you basically took all of the question of like, all right, what are we going to do with this horse uh, out of the mix whenever they drew the post and the horse drew the rail? The horse is just going. That that's what it's you know it's going to be up to everyone else to try to catch up to effortlessly elegant. So. Uh, you didn't mention Gambling Girl. Uh, I like Gambling Girl because I think it will be basically getting around the same trip as another horse that we both like, the Seven Wet Paint. Uh, saving ground off the pace, and then, I mean, getting Irad up while Irad is in town at 12-1, to 1, that's really attractive uh, you know, price-wise. So I was 1-4-7 there. Uh, moving on, here we go. The Steak and Taters. No more stuffed mushrooms. No more fried calamari. We're on to the entree. Eight and a half furlong. One million dollar rebel stakes. For some reason, only a grade two. That's bullshit. Uh, I mean, like I said, with effortlessly elegant, verifying at the rail. Tactics simplified because the horse has to go. And if the horse is on the lead on the rail, it, it makes the horse a, just a, a must use. However, I do think that this will be a hot pace, so I'll be doing what I've done every race and take the inside speed and accompanied by off-pace horses that will get the real trip. Who did you end up on? You know, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, I did not end up on verifying. Um, 
you know, looking at the, this horse's past performances, um, especially, like I said, um, you know, I lean heavily on time form for uh, speed figures. Um, and this horse is just not fast enough. Um, and you're getting two to one on this horse. Um, and there's going to be a lot more pace in front of this horse as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what this horse does from the rail. Um, the time form's got the two, the seven, and the 11 all as faster early than this one um but you know to your uh, if you do think that the rail is going to be the place to be i mean it's going to sit a perfect stalking trip on the rail i i just don't know if the horse is fast enough um i ended up uh leading on two horses in here which were i guess the alternatives to verifying in this spot um i went with the other brad cox horse uh or one of the other ones uh, giant mischief here um you know, won the or, or came sorry came second in the um, the Springboard Mile there uh, as a favorite, but the last two races that Giant Mischief has run at, ran at two is way faster than anything Verifying has run both at two and at three. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens here. Into Mischief once again, you know, not going to be a problem with with the off going if if that's what we're going to see. Um, and, uh, you know, shouldn't be a problem with the, uh, the added, uh, the added distance, uh, added half furlong there. Um, the other horse I was interested in is, uh, everybody's, uh, probably the, the second best trainer, uh, out of California, which is, uh, Mr. Tim Yakteen. I don't know where he gets these horses of a lifetime, but, uh, Tim Yakteen has a horse here, uh, in reincarnate, um, that, uh, you know, won the sham, uh, uh, early January and is shipping in here um, and is looking to get some derby points. Um, horse obviously went after he broke his maiden, you know, moved very much, very forward um, on that second, uh, second race after the maiden breaker. So I expect that horse runs similar or a uh, moves forward at all off that race. Going to be very, very tough to beat here. So I got the five and the six as my A's um, and I don't have any B's in this race. So I'm I'm using verifying and then the two off pace horses that I think that could be sitting in pretty good rail trips. I'm gonna start with the one that comes from just way far back, at ten to one Red Route One. Now I just want to say for the record that I don't think this horse is worth the hype that it's got from its clo closing move in the Southwest over a sloppy track. I think it was just kind of the sequence was was right for for the you know the horse to to make that sort of big move but not be able to catch Arabian Night. But I can't. It was impressive enough that I don't feel like I can leave it off the ticket. Um, like, I'm not going to bet this horse is a Kentucky Derby future. Like, I feel like that's a terrible future bet. But I think this is the kind of race that this horse can win. So, uh, 10 to 1, Red Route 1. And then I'm using the 4 Gun Pilot for Steve A10K. Uh, Asmussen drops this in with the big boys for the first time after three races where the horse has really done nothing wrong. And it keeps trending up each time. These are the kind of horses that I really like to bet this time of the year. Uh, because you have some really established horses that have been on the Kentucky Derby Trail. They've raced in various preps. They've been two year old, two years old. We feel like we know them. We feel like they can't be beat. And then you have this, you know, the the other part of the crop that's just kind of like starting to mature now. And you can really kind of jump on these horses at a at pretty good price. Which at eight to one, I would be I would be stoked with Gun Pilot. But you got to think that I'm going to get better than that uh, with verifying being in, and then also with the uh, aforementioned. Uh, Super tra trainer Tim Yak Teen Horse. 
Yeah, um, I did look at the three Red Route 1. Um, I will say that Timeform really, really loved that last race. But, you know, I kind of had the same question as you. Like, is that dressed up because of what Arabian Night did? Um, you know, ran second by five and a half furlong or five and a half uh, lengths, not furlongs, goodness. Um, but, you know, you can you know that this horse is going to handle the slop. Uh, you know, ran ran a pretty pretty decent race there. Um, but is that figure re- is that figure really really dressed up right? Right. Um, because it, it it definitely fits in here. It's faster than I think than anything the one has run, um, and you're getting five times the price. So. Um, I, I, the three definitely was a little interesting. Um, you know, maybe makes my ticket as a B horse. Maybe if, if we do see it really, really sloppy, uh, maybe it definitely makes it as a B horse. Um, the only other horse in here that I don't know, I kind of looked at, but I just think that, that the pace is going to be, is going to, it's going to be a casualty of the pace. And that's a seven confidence game. Yeah. Um, you know, ran, ran in the Lecompte. Um, you know, finished third and just way off of it uh, behind Instant Coffee and Two Fills. Uh, two Fills came back to run uh, in the Risen Star and ran, I think ran second again, uh, second or third, um, but but ran, you know, ran pretty decently in that race. So, you know, maybe that figure is pretty good. It looks like um, Timeform has those uh, coded as red. Um, so really upgraded uh, the Confidence Games effort in that spot. But you know, basically just kind of paired up uh, figure from uh, from Churchill. So, um, you know, shipping in fairgrounds has been a weird track this year, right? Um, and so I, I'm interested to see. You know, maybe this is a horse that you know prefers the Oakland surfers. I don't know. The the horse isn't that far off, um, and it's interesting to me that. Uh, that Desmero uh, sees fit to ship this horse here instead of staying in the local prep. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is just kind of something that it kind of just intri- like piqued my interest because I, I'm like, why is this horse here? You know, this horse seemed to be running in the Midwest and, and fairground circuit and now shows up at Oak Lawn when he could have just ran in the Risen Star. I don't, so, I don't know. I, I was curious why this horse ended up here. Um, maybe he thinks it's a softer spot. I don't know. Here's my my big question from the the Rebel Stakes, um, and I'm not sure if I know the answer to this question. I'm not sure if anyone knows the answer to this question. What the fuck is Frosted Departure? Like, what what's the plan here? Like, what are we even doing here? We look at it. The horse, you know, obviously likes the sprint distances, wins at the sprint distances, and then all of a sudden they try to throw it into like, you know, Kentucky Derby prep race sort of waters stretching it out to two turns and it just falls apart like it's fast enough it's a really good sprinter i just i don't understand i don't understand what the if it's just a case of derby fever or what it might be yeah i mean they probably see more than ready on the bottom and assume that this horse probably wants it wants to route you know wants to go mile ish um so maybe maybe they think you know better to, to kind of stretch it out i mean if you look at last year you know they were running this horse at seven furlongs which Usually, if, if you're running a two-year-old at seven seven furlongs a mile, you know you 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 want to stretch the horse out. Sure. They stretched them out the Breeders' Futurity, and then um, at the um, oh, what is the Grade Three? Sorry, I'm looking at a different set of PPs, but they stretched it out a couple times and then cut it back. Yeah, they. I just think they didn't know what to do with the horse, but I mean, 
did kind of back up his uh, his two year old uh, stakes win with a decent run in the Southwest. So I, I don't know. I I could see. The, I mean, the the breeding indicates that this horse should handle a mile and sixteenth. Um, looking at the PPs, uh, not entirely sure if the horse is going to handle a mile and sixteenth. Um, but I mean, it isn't the slowest horse in the field, and it's twenty to one. So true, true. All right, well here we go. We've made it to the final leg. Time to get paid, blow up like the world train. Six furlongs, ninety thousand dollar Arkansas bred maiden special weight. Uh, my opening note for this race says, "Hello darkness, my old friend." <laughs> um, and I'm going to try to make sense of this chaos. And how am I going to do that? You guessed it. I'm going to hope my bias that I hope exists still exists. And if it doesn't exist, I am fucked. Uh, I ended up three deep. Who'd you go with here? Um, I also ended up three deep. Um, this was. I, I, you know, I kind of uh, decided to, you know, go to the buffet and take take one of each. Um, so I took uh, a horse that is, is kind of lightly raced that I think has a chance to improve. I took a first time starter and then I took a horse that uh, has run like 11 times and maybe maybe this is the one time. Yeah. Um, so I so I'll, I'll just go from the inside out. Uh, the two Skyped. Um, you know, it's a six-year-old gelding here. Yeah, uh, still hasn't broken his maiden, uh, but I mean, is probably the second fastest horse in the field. So I kind of have a hard time, um, hard time leaving this one off. I mean, this is the type of horse that I don't know shouldn't be nine to two. But then you look at the rest of the horses, and you're like, you know, that Alonzo Morning meme. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of kind of this too. I think that's the the right thing for this too. So, um, the four table money uh, is a first time starter uh, with uh, Mo for the money, who is uh, I think like fourteen or fifteen percent first time out. Doesn't have a ton of starts out there, but uh, Steve Asperson, uh, you know, maybe just trying to get his boy win Keith uh, aboard uh, riding. So right, right, um, and just the rest of these horses just suck. So, I mean, when that happens, just take a first-time starter. Um, but probably your most likely winner and probably going to be a very, very short price favorite is going to be the seven midnight taxes. Um, you know, this horse is coming in from uh, Santa Anita and Del Mar where uh, was running in uh, maiden special weights. Um, and, you know, uh, apparently this is an Archie bread that they were trying to run in California. Um, so this is going to be much, much easier competition has the best speed figures out of the group. Uh, is recently gelded. Um, I mean, this is like this is like the the bells and whistles horse, right? Like, their the horses dropping, you know, shipping in new trainer gelded. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's what that's going to wake this horse up. I mean, hopefully it wakes the horse up because otherwise, uh, right? Went through a, a little a lot of pain for nothing. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this looks like your most likely winner here. So I ended up uh, three deep. Uh, we mentioned one. We have one horse in common here. Uh, I'll start with the one shakeup, eight to one. Uh, it could be out on the lead, very near it on the rail. And uh, I mean Calhoun doing well with dirt sprinters as of late. So uh, I liked having shakeup in there just to kind of fit with the theme. And then the horse we agree on the two skyped at nine to two. Yeah, I think the rail is hot. 
Of course, I'm going to have the horse with Calvin Bo Rail, uh, you know, riding him. So, got the two Skyped. And then the 10, time and beyond. You might be saying, but Chase, the 10 is way wide. Ah, ha, ha. I think everyone else to the inside goes, and the horse sneaks over to the rail and saves ground. And it's the only horse that's ever really passed anybody. Uh, just couldn't get all the way up last time. So, this horse is either going to be an easy winner or a brutal, brutal hang job. Nashaz. I love that there's like there's no other option like yeah. yeah either wins or he's just it's gonna be a just a heartbreak gut wrenching tear inducing loss all right so let's wrap it up here I'm gonna go ahead and give you my ticket it ended up eighty one dollars to the fifty cent base uh race one one two race two one two three race three one four seven race four one three four and race five one two ten what do you got Josh yeah, I don't have a, a dollar value on this, but uh, I'll give you my A's and B's here. Uh, so race uh, leg one, I got the five and the six as an A, the three as a B. Leg two, I got the nine as an A, two and ten as B's. Uh, leg three, I got the seven as an A, one and three as B's. Then leg four, I got the five and six, and leg five, two, four, seven. That's what I'm talking about. Josh, where can the people find you? Tell them about all the good stuff you got going on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm at Cherry Drink on Twitter. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we do our Thursday night streams at On The Wrong Lead uh, YouTube channel, uh, ontherwronglead.com. Um, you can also uh, find us, uh, you know, we do a podcast every week, Drinking Champagne, me and my uh, buddy Andrew Champagne. Knocked uh, it out of the park with that name, by the way. Oh, thank you. I had my <laughs> one of my friends, just like personal friends, uh, messaged me randomly. He's like, dude, I just saw the name of your podcast. Like, you like that is amazing. Uh, so I, I appreciate that that people people think the the puns are funny. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you again, Chase, for filling in for uh, for Andrew while he's out in Hawaii. And uh, uh, yeah, well, you know, just check us out at on the wrong lead uh, at wrong underscore lead on Twitter. We post all of our stuff there as well. All right, we'll check it out. Give him a follow. Give me a follow at of Oaklawn. Give the show a follow at notorious underscore OTB. I'm on Instagram now at Wolf of Oaklawn. Check him out. That's it. That's it for the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am off to Vegas, but everyone enjoy. Enjoy Rebel Weekend. Flapjack, baby.